Cincinnati's ready for the Big 12. It's, it was time for them. I am fired up. It's yeah. a blessing to be able to be in this league with y'all, you know, putting on for UC. Part of the Cats Keller Social Club. I'm your host, Brandon, and this is officially season four of the podcast. Can't believe we've made it this long. This is episode 78. I'm super excited to get this one underway. We have a very special guest coming on in just a moment here to talk to you guys about everything NIL, everything Cincy Light. It is the Rainmaker himself, Brian Fox, coming back on the podcast to kick off. Season four, he will be joining us in just a moment. Super excited to hear what he has to say and uh, answer any questions that that I think have kind of been some burning questions around uh, the collective. So we'll, we'll get into that in just a moment. Before we get too deep into it, though, you know, it's time for a beer. Now officially brought to you by the Delhi Liquor Store, our first sponsor of the show, is the Del High Liquor Store, and I'm super excited to have their support. They have you covered not only with a great beer selection with new beer drops almost every day, but everything you need for a great tailgate from wine, liquor, and cigars. Be sure to check out the downstairs tap room, especially for pint night on Wednesdays, featuring a different brewery every week. This one I know is Sonder, and they're doing root beer floats with the new root beer float ale. It's going to be a good time. Give them a like on Facebook so you can keep up to date on all the events throughout the week and in the near future. The beer, Rheingeist. Is that a coincidence? Maybe. Vision West Coast style pale ale, 5.5%. Let's see how she's drinking. That is very nice. My type, my type of beer, a pale ale, five and a half percent. So, I could drink a lot of those. Piney, smooth, light, but you know you're drinking a very West Coast style pale ale. I'll be sipping on that throughout the interview. That's good stuff right there. Let's let's get into it. Let's 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 bring on Brian. Let's learn about Cincy Rains see when we can get our first taste of Cincy Light as well. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm super excited to have this man back on the podcast. It has been a while since we've had him on. Uh, I have i don't know if anyone else is calling him this, but I've officially dubbed him the Rainmaker himself. We have maybe, maybe, I mean, of, we know that you were up there for most handsome Bearcat fan. Uh, I've heard some some other, you know, uh, titles thrown out your way. But Brian Fox, welcome back to the Go Bearcats podcast. Thank you for having me. Um, I, I accept most titles, and I've been called a lot of things over the years. So when it's nice, it's great. Exactly. I love it. So, you know, last time, a lot of, I feel as though a lot has happened, especially with you uh, since the last time that we spoke. Uh, you know, s- sort of how you came across my radar, uh, 
doing um, foot races with Ovarsity, um, <laughs> sort of, sure. sort of the uh, that's how I guess I first came to, to notice you. But you've been, you know, a great Bearcat supporter for a while now. I, I also, you know, know you in that regard, uh, um, among other things that you've you've done for the university. Uh, but you know, watching uh, closely, how do you go from someone that's supported the Bearcats, been a big fan? willing to do obscure podcasts with random people to getting something like Cincy Reigns started for the future of Bearcats athletics. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I always wanted to be helpful. I mean, that's like, <clears throat> um, I, I think that's one of the, uh, it's one of the most important things we can do as human beings is to try to add value wherever we are. Um, I, have felt exceptionally uh, fortunate and blessed by the friendships, relationships, family that uh, the University of Cincinnati fan base has provided me over the years. So, um, you know, I also am grateful that I have a law degree and practice law and had a great experience at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, also love Bearcats athletics, love college football, love college basketball. Um, and when I was uh, teaching at the university uh, in the business law, I taught business law in the business school. Um, I, I, beyond just writing for Bearcat Sports Radio, you know, creating that, I always tell people I'm, I'm more of a, a booster, not a blogger. Um, what was what was interesting is as I got more and more kind of grafted into the programs and the athletics department, um, you know, you, you fall in love with the people. You fall in love with the student athletes. You fall in love with their grind. You fall in love with all that they do. Um, they're exceptional human beings, and I I draw inspiration from that. You know, it was um, it, it, you think about what your ordinary college student um, is doing, and then you consider what our student athletes are doing, and it's it's phenomenal. You know, while I'm walking into to teach business law at eight, um, some of them are you know they just finished lifting. And they've got a full day, or they've they've got a full travel schedule. Um, so you know, you kind of see that up close, and you recognize um, how important it is, how formative it is, and how how needed it is. So who? So is this from from going into you know being a, a booster or or a blogger or something in between? Like what what's like the initial steps to start something? That you know, I feel this is like a, not a, a small undertaking. This is a there's a lot of uh, groundwork yeah. to, to get to get into. There's a lot of I'm sure a lot of paperwork to file. But so like what what is, tell us give us sort of how Cincy Reigns went from an idea to now raising money for student athletes and and yeah. everything else. So early on, I, you know, I think I was involved and included because you know over the years I've um, I'm, I'm familiar with our fan base, familiar with our people. Um, and so I had that kind of ordinary connection and understood our culture, our unique culture at the university of Cincinnati, uh, and the fan base and the regular folks who live in the region. Um, but also, you know, over the years I've, I, I've, uh, provided some sports law analysis over the years, some occasionally on television. Um, and so, you know, my, my, actual job that I get paid for, um, 
I you know, practice law and I, I do a fair bit of public law where I represent political subdivisions, public entities. And um, so I had this, I don't know, I had a weird combination of um, both uh, understanding our people, understanding athletics, understanding student athletes and what it, what it is. And then also on the other hand, um, understanding the regulatory environment. I mean, uh, there were meetings early on. I was a part of those and it was, you know, folks who, have traditionally supported the university's athletics programs at a higher level and out of those meetings um you know we uh, there were a lot of ideas being kicked around and um i, I felt like i have uh, i i have a unique offering to provide to our to our community to our uc community um and i'm i'm fairly decent at the execution thing of just getting stuff done sometimes when um uh, yeah, so so that I think that that kind of uh, perfect combination or uh, unique combination or at times a burdensome combination because it, it has been uh, an enormous undertaking, one that I uh, would have never dreamed of the uh, volume of time I would would be uh, devoting to this and, and, and need to divert at times away from other uh important things so i know like um as part of the cats keller social club or our discord we have you know conversation is always flowing in there questions rumors whispers whatever and uh when talking about since he reigns some of the questions that people have is um you know in terms of the different athletes that you signed, I, I when I was you know re- looking for this, I know like Jillian Hayes on the women's basketball team, Daniel Skillings on the men's basketball team. How does an athlete become signed in the first place? Yeah, um, so it's uh, it's there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, you know, market the market value of that student athlete. We try to take that into consideration. Their platform, their academic standing. We try to take um that into consideration we try to take into consideration their value to uh our programs um of course um and then we try to take into account their their desire for nil like you know if they um some of them have just directly reached out um and so we take that into consideration because it it's i think helpful for to find folks that are self-motivated um so uh, all, all of those things kind of cobbled together um, formed the, you know, the, the layman's term, ba- you know, the basis for how we evaluate. I mean, we try to um, work with an intermediary, uh, Altius, at the university in order to um, get a sense for, you know, um, you know, what's important to the coaches, what's important to the programs. Um, and so we try to uh, bake that into our analysis. We uh, especially at the outset of this, we wanted to make clear that we we stand for all of UC. We stand for every student athlete who's willing to wear Cincinnati across their chest. Um, and, and that will remain a part of what we do. And, I, and I'm very aware that some folks may, um, uh, I don't know, uh, may, may express a preference that we just focus on uh, football or, or men's basketball. Um, and just those two, but that, that's, that's not what we're going to be about. We're going to be about supporting everyone. Um, it's going to look different for each program. Um, it's going to be driven by, uh, by 
by coaches and and by um, you know our board and our board's process. Um, but our hope is that we um, can figure prominently in the NIL ecosystem, create um, you know help help to raise a ton of money, which we're we're doing uh, a great job at right now. I think, especially for our early stage. I think we're killing it. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, we, we want to, um, we do want to be about more than just providing financial resources. We want to be about providing life on life resources to our student athletes. Um, and one of the uh, concepts we're kicking around is, um, is doing an event, maybe in August, uh, might, we might hold it till September, but, um, and like an educational, uh, session called stories where um, some members of our advisory board will share their experiences. Um, you know, Josiah DeGar is one of the guys I was talking to on the phone the other night about, you know, him, you know, there's not everybody's going to play professional sports. In fact, you know, you look across the uh, national landscape and it's, I want to say 2% of, you know, intercollegiate student athletes, NCAA Division One student athletes will play professionally. And you look at the the term, how long they're going to stay playing professionally. You know, your average stay of an NFL player is like three years. Um, we think, oh, they're they're professional football players, so Astro dollars, right? Um, but that's not the reality for most. Um, we want it to be, of course. There are the sauce gardeners. Uh, praise God. How cool is that to see that happen? Right. Um, oh yeah. But, but you know, it's, it's not uh, to expect that that would be the norm would be unreasonable. And so what we want to, to be about is trying to, um, you know, we want to be mindful of providing great resources to our student athletes financially. Of course, we want to be about that, but we also want to be mindful about creating uh, other resources so that when a student leaves, they don't just leave with, you know, a, a, a diploma in uh, sociology and say, you know, best of luck to you. Thanks for playing for the cats. We, we, it's my hope that by their interaction with us, as we continue to build out this infrastructure uh, and by some of the programs and educational opportunities that we put on for them, that they'll leave with a little bit more than that. They'll leave with some soft skills. They'll leave with uh, an understanding of, um, what it's like to interact with an organization that's committed to excellence. And that's what we want to be. Um, you know, we, we want to be charitable, right? We want to make a difference in our community. We want to be a conduit. We want to provide resources without taking anything off the top, no haircuts, you know, so that, uh, you know, BFOX could play uh, another round of golf. We're not, we're not doing that. Um, you know, we're trying to maximize the return on anybody's investment. Somebody's going to donate to Cincy Range. We want to make sure that that money, they see that money benefiting of student athletes and Cincinnati's greater philanthropic community. But, um, and then we also want to be compliant. We want to be compliant with the NCAA uh, regulations, state law, federal law. Um, and someday, maybe the NCAA will um, figure out how it wants to regulate this. Okay. So, so when the NIL was first introduced, like, so in, in my, you know, sort of unique brain, as my wife will, will tell you, um, you know, I, let's say I owned, I, here's how I pictured NIL going. I, say I owned a, a car lot. I wanted player 
you know, number whatever to be a spokesman, I would hire them. You know, they maybe they do a commercial, maybe they do put them on a billboard, something like that, and then they get paid for it. Um, yes. That's not how, I mean, there is some of that, for, I think, for sure, around yeah. the around the country, but not necessarily ex- what you know, I had, I had pictured. So for those student athletes that you're, it's not what the NCAA had pictured either. They had pictured, they had pictured what you had pictured. And so did Mm -hmm. I, frankly, Um, when this was all, you know, so you had the, the, the Alston decision release in, uh, I saw that when I saw that branded mug there. Um, That was on purpose. Yes, sir. Let's go. Um, You know, I saw, I saw the Alston decision come out. And, uh, you know, some, around summer of 2021, the NCAA quickly pivoted to go, all right, we've got, we've got a unanimous court that just ruled against us again. We've got a, a Justice Gorsuch whose concurrence said that, boy, it sure seems like the NCAA is pretty close to violating the Sherman Act and, and committing antitrust violations. Um, so the NCAA responded to create this kind of NIL concept, right? And to create some regulations, preliminary guidance uh, as to how it should look. And when they were creating it and crafting it, they saw what you saw, they saw what I saw, which was, you know, local local kid ends up on the, you know, Chevy dealership billboard along 75, uh, and that's the end of it. And then what happened was a lot of large, you know, frankly southern programs kind of led the way sec schools led the way they started kind of creating these you know these collective models right they took the crowdfunding concepts that were already out there in the business world and they you know kind of combined it with this concept of you know there's a bunch of people who want to see their their schools do well want to see their student athletes uh for their alma mater do well and so it, it it's a it's a brand new business model it's not like this is uh, been in existence before. Um, and so, you know, not to get too in the weeds on the NCAA regulations, but like they, they their regulations, um, especially early on, did not contemplate NIL collectives. And they're still holding on to these two concepts, pay for play and improper recruiting inducements. And they're saying those continue to remain in force, but if you really zoom out and consider what uh, potentially a reviewing court might think of the NCAA's position right now, I think they're logically incompatible. A lot of the NCAA's um, positions right now are logically incompatible with um, what they said. It's, there's like a, a, a schizophrenic framing out of one side of their mouth. Yet we want to support student athletes and their NIL opportunities out of the other side of their mouth. Yeah, but there's this pay for play. And we're still holding on to that that old regulatory system, at least those two things, because we think those two things are um, the hallmarks of amateurism. And what has happened is it, it's put every large program, <clears throat> um, every program across the country in this weird spot of, we're all just kind of looking around going, well, what are we supposed to do? You know, there, you're, this, is, this is like been a heavily regulated industry or, or vertical and now the ncaa is kind of you know they've kicked out maybe four or five different um pieces of guidance and there's no real meat on the bones it's kind of 
you know, it's kind of vague in, in a lot of ways. So, so yeah, where do I, you, where, where, where do you see the, the future of the NIL collective going? If, if the NCAA doesn't really know what it wants to do or it does yeah. and isn't allowed to do that, what's, is it more regulation, rest, less, is it rolling things back? Is it just saying it's a lot less they, and that's what it's going to be? I don't think they can go back. Um, there's, there's too many of us that are out there operating and, um, and those, you know, uh, I like to think that we're one of the most conscientious out there operating and they're, they're going to have a hard time, I think, convincing people that this is a bad thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, people want to support their school. People want to support their student athletes and you're going to try to create a boundary between fans supporting their student athletes. It's just weird. It, it's long been weird. Um, you know, NCAA for for so many years, for decades, has been regulating these strange boundary lines. You know, like you know, example, like you know, you can give a student athlete a, a bagel, but don't give them cream cheese, right? Or you know, um, it, it's like all of these silly distinctions that are. It's like what, really, this just doesn't make sense. You know, um, you, you can't you. In the past, you couldn't, let's say a student athlete was playing, uh, was practicing, and then they were walking back to their dorm and it started to rain. Um, the NCAA said you can't give them a ride to their dorm. That would be an impermissible benefit. It's like, that's basic humanity. You see one of your, you know, one of your players who's getting drenched and you're not, you know, it's just, and, and, and so I think, where do I see it going? I don't know because the NCAA is such a bad brand. Um, you know, everyone has everyone has seen this kind of develop over the years, right? Everyone has seen these strange rules that they've created. They see them. They see the NCAA going after the cross country kid who's trying to monetize a YouTube channel. They see the NCAA punishing, you know, uh, Wichita State, whenever Alabama does something that violates a rule, right? They, they see this inconsistency. They see Kansas um, out there operating in plain sight, right? They see LSU, um, you know, very Arizona. Arizona, right? North Carolina. North Carolina. They, they see all, right? You could, you could list them. And, <laughs> and everyone's looking around going, we, we know what the deal is. Um, but the NCAA understands that the value, like the most valuable, the biggest programs to get out there and really punish them would be very bad for the brand. And so um, they're, they've been making business decisions, but they've been very selective about the types of business decisions that they've made. Um, so there's three things, you know, there's three paths, I guess, right now. Um if you think about like the body of law around NIL, you've got the NCAA, they create, you know, their bylaws and their regulations and they got, they have a, a whole separate, you know, kind of NIL guidance. Okay. And you've got state law. Um, Ohio has a statute on the books. They enacted a statute uh, late summer, 2021. Um, there's also an executive order from governor DeWine. So you've got state of Ohio law and then you've got federal law, which is a layer on top of all of that. Uh, recently, several collectives, 
in particular Tennessee's and Ole Miss's collectives have said they're going to Washington. You know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Mr. SEC goes to Washington. They, they're going to go and they're going to, you know, lobby Congress to see if they can't get a, a federal NIL bill that provides clarity across the board. Well, um, Congress has not been exactly knocking it out of the park. Um, I, so I don't look at those efforts and think, oh, thank goodness, right? Congress is going to show up and, and fix it for us. Um, I think that's probably as unlikely. Um, you've got the NCAA, by the way, which rather than spending a bunch of the resources on trying to create a coherent system, trying to create some infrastructure around um, how this ought to look, instead they've used huge amounts of their budget to go lobby Congress uh, for a, an antitrust exemption. All right, well, so if you're trying to lobby Congress for an antitrust exemption, what are you implicitly conceding, <laughs> right? So, so you've got the NCAA out there doing that. You've got, um, you know, the collective, some of the, uh, a handful of collectives are trying to lobby con uh, the federal government. And then you've got states, uh, state of Texas, state of California. Um, you know, a lot of states have taken a, a look at their initial NIL statutes that they pass under their you know state law and they they changed it and some of the things that they're doing are like for instance they're some of the states are um saying that if the ncaa regulations conflict with state law the state law preempts it it's more important it trumps the ncaa's regulations and so the ncaa is going to be left in a position of wondering are our regulations even legally enforceable what can we even do? Um, and then you also have uh, right now the question of whether uh, the National Labor Relations Board is taking up the issue of whether student athletes should be considered employees of universities. Um, and so now you've got the executive branch of the federal government involved. All of that is to say, holy smokes, what a mess. Yeah. What a regulatory mess. I mean, it it almost changes daily. And that's why there are folks like me across the country who are going, what, what are we supposed to do? You know, we're, so all we can do is look at the existing, you know, bodies of law and try to be as compliant as possible. Try to be as uh, mindful of what the regulations say, try to pay attention, stay up with them and try to be as compliant as we possibly can. Um, and so, you know, to your earlier question, um, why did you get involved or because, you know, I do this, right. This is it's like my job is to get into thorny areas of law or complex areas of law, try to make sense of it. So, you know, I feel like it's, a uh, especially early on as we're getting, uh, getting this thing going, uh, getting it founded, getting it up and running. Um, I felt like I had something to give. So uh, another question, if we like sort of uh, go back to more of the athletes that we have on campus instead of the, the bigger picture of everything, uh, a question that comes up a lot that I see people ask is, so let's, you know, you have whatever player you guys have decided to, uh, to sign for, for Cincy Reigns. For those athletes, what does it mean to be signed to Cincy Reigns? Are there obligations are they simply just spokespeople yeah. for the collective? There's a, both, both. There, okay. So there's a chair. There's a charitable obligation on the back end. 
Um, so we've, we've partnered with some charities that we, uh, we expect our student athletes that once they become a sister reigns athlete, they get, um, uh, in terms of process, what we do is we propose a deal. There's influencers that the app that the university has, has, uh, has been using. So influencer is pretty easy. Uh, you, you go in there and like, you know, you open the app, a bunch of faces are populated as UC student athletes. And then, you know, based on the board's evaluation process, you pick student athlete so-and-so, and then you propose the deal to them. And that deal as, you know, we're, we're going to offer you this amount of money. Um, here are your obligations. We want you to do this, that, and the other. We want you to show up at this event. We want you to promote. Um, and then we want you to also be involved with, you know, uh, you have a charitable obligation on the back end. Um, and then, you know, we structure payment the same way. So it's like, you know, contractually you get the initial upfront payment. And then once you've completed and check the boxes for us that we want you to under the contract, <clears throat> then you, you receive final payment. Okay. I, I know some, there's definitely questions surrounding that. Um, I know we are, we are sort of uh, backing up to our, our time here. So I got a, a couple more questions because I know there's mm-hmm. some big things happening in, in the near future here. The last not, question. Like what? Well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Cause there's this very yeah. cryptic tweet that someone sent out. Okay. Uh, about a possible event at the end of June. On June or 30th? Not a, a Did gathering. they say June 30th? I may have seen I think that it on was, the timeline. Yeah, so yes. I think that's so, got some people wondering where they should be at a yes. specific time. If it's me, this. are you asking what I would do on June 30th? Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If, if your okay. calendar's open, what are, you, what are you putting on there? I've got, if I've got Friday available, I go to Rheingeist because starting at noon... Um, Cincy light will be available on tap on Friday, that's, June 30th. That's, that's, um, the first time I have heard a hard date and time of this beer to be available. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm, yep. I'm taking that as breaking news, June 30th yep. at noon and then Cincy light. We got a big party planned. We got a big celebration planned. Um, and I hope everybody who can get there gets there. Um, we're going to probably do formal festivities around 730. Uh, a gentleman named Mo Egger is going to be a uh, uh, master of ceremonies, if you will. We're going to have some games, uh, some, some opportunities uh, to engage in hijinks. Uh, we're going to set up a, 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 a smallish uh, tailgating experience, we, we think, if we can get some of the trailers in the freight elevator. Okay. Um, uh, we've got we've got some, some, some really fun stuff in mind. Um, you know, and then at, at seven is when we'll kind of commence with our, uh, programming, if you will. But if I'll, I'll, I'll be there from noon on and I'm going to try to uh, really pace myself because, um, I, uh, I'm not much of a drinker, uh, if, if uh, if that makes sense. And it, it probably doesn't because we're, I'm getting ready to la- help launch this beer, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I'm just trying to be helpful. Um, but yeah, let me, and let me say this about the beer. Okay. Um, Please. People have, you know, people have different palates, right? Some people, uh, some people like spicy foods. Some people like uh, chocolate. Some people like elephant ears. Some people like, um, you know, hot, some people are hot dog people. Some people are nice steak people. Some people are seafood people. 
Here's what, here's what I would say. Um, Cincy light is the best thing I have ever tasted. Okay. All so right. it's, All right. uh, it is the best You're setting the bar. Of course it is the best liquid one could consume. All right. Now, am I prone to overstatement at times, but here it is. It is unquestionably the best beer I drank. Am I biased? Hell yes. I'm biased. Okay. I, I, I'm not sure I could be more biased, but I really do think it's, it's incredible. And everyone who has tried it has said the same. Um, their opinions probably matter more than mine because I'm not, I'm not like a, <clears throat> I'm not a big, uh, I don't try all the beer. Yeah. I'm not a big connoisseur. Um, but I do, I will say like, it's, it's probably my favorite beer that I've, I've had. Um, what I, I tend to drink like Miller light if I'm going to drink beer, um, or there's a brewery in, uh, Hamilton called municipal brewers. I love their approachable yeah. blonde. Um, but I also, you know, this beer that, that Ryan guys has put together, the recipe is spectacular. Um, the can, you know, the can design, the aesthetic is going to be the kind that every time you crack it open, um, a small tear might just run down your cheek as you consider. I, the I assume down the drive blade. It, it does. It's soon. Yes, yeah. that's right. As soon as you do that, you start here. Oh, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, it's magical. It's um, I, I my hope is that it it uh, it has an impact beyond our region. I think it's that good. I also think mm -hmm. the aesthetic of the can is that well designed. I, I really think it's cool. Um, and so, I, you know, I think June 30th would be a great opportunity for folks to get out there. And, and on July 1st, prior to the celebration of our nation's independence, mm -hmm. um, Cincy Light's going to go out across the city. It's going to go okay. out across the region. Uh, I have it on some authority that Ryan Geist has not been inundated with demand like this uh maybe ever so people are excited and i'm excited for them i'm excited for uh since reigns i'm excited for the university of cincinnati because i think this could be a, a this can make a really big difference so, last thing here because i know we're almost out of time brian uh, you guys got another event coming up rains and reds so what is what is that about Rains and Reds, there's a, uh, if you go to our website at cincyrains.org, www, which stands for World Wide Web, dot cincyrains.org. Uh, you can find out more information on that. That's June 24th. That's the Saturday before. We're going to have uh, a, a small soiree at um, the Holy Grail. Uh, I've spoken with a gentleman named Chad Brendel. He's going he's gonna to be helpful uh, for that event and kind of MC that. Um, and so that's going to be the week before this, we've got a lot of stuff cooking and that's what we're trying to do. Brandon, we're trying to, um, you know, we're not playing defense, right? We're, uh, I would say we're letting it, we are letting it fly, but I don't think I can anymore. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're letting it hang out and we we're letting the big dog eat. Uh, we are, we're doing everything we can to be as creative as we can to maximize, you know, the impact that we can have. And, um, you know, the, 
the beer was something that that we knew the fan base wanted has been yeah. uh, clamoring uh, to get their hands on something like that. So we're we feel uh, incredibly fortunate to be in a position to help meet that need. Um, but you know you, you're going to see some other things from us that I think are going to be um, they're going to be fun for a lot of people. I, you know, yeah, the Cincy Light is without question going to be probably like the biggest, funnest in the near term. We've got some other cool stuff in the works, stuff that I can't announce yet. I can't even tease. Okay. But, okay. But I can tell you um, it's going to be cool. And and that's that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to um, really throw a marker out there to say, uh, if you're a UC student athlete, you know that the Cynthia Reigns team is, is working really hard to try to build out a great, robust NIL ecosystem for you. If you're uh, out there on the, you know, you're a youngster, and you're trying to figure out where to go to school, um, that, that you have the sense that um, not not all collectives are the same. You know, there are very few that are, um, I think, doing as, as much creative stuff as I think we're going to end up doing um, through the years. And so... I don't know. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm hopeful. I'm excited. It has been a, uh, a lot of work um, to, to get it scaled, to try to create infrastructure and processes to, you know, to, to, to make heads or tails of some of the, you know, regulatory stuff to, to, you know, kind of get everyone grafted into the systems of how we're, you know, how we're uh, evaluating and how we're, uh, supporting student athletes and to try to do some of this other stuff. I mean, I've been, you know, working on agreements uh, and more agreements and more agreements, a lot of paper, a lot of contracts. Um, but I know that, I know that we're making a difference and um, I'm excited for it. Awesome. Brian, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, definitely answer some, some burning questions that the fans had and uh, hopefully they feel a little bit more comfortable with, with everything uh, behind closed doors, I know everyone is waiting for Cincy Light. I I want to try my damnedest to be down there on, on June thirtieth. Come on, sure. come on down. It, can All you right. tell? Can you tell those folks something for me? Can you relay yeah. a message? Tell them yeah, I love of course. Them. Of tell course, them Fox loves them. <laughs> tell them Uncle, Uncle B loves them, and uh, and we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're we're getting ready to go to the Big Twelve on July first. I mean, you talk about this nation's independence. University of Cincinnati is having an Andy Dufresne Shawshank redemption-like moment. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wash yeah. off of the creek. Okay, and then we're gonna go join the Big Twelve. Uh, and it sounds like we've got two new schools coming on board as well. So, ooh, man, it's it these it, boom times in Bearcats land. Um, I think I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a great time to be a, a University of Cincinnati fan and supporter uh, in the coming months and years. Absolutely, man. I, I'm not going to wait so long to have you on next time. I know you're a busy guy, but I will certainly reach out in, in the near future when you got something else going on. We can we can talk about that and any other updates you might have. And I mean, in season, there's always we can always talk sports. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We can. All right. I all appreciate right, it, Brian. I appreciate yeah. you. Thanks for doing it. What you're doing. It's all important. So thank you. Yes, sir. I definitely want to thank Brian for coming on, telling us 
and giving us some insight on Cincy Reigns. Sounds like big things are coming. June 30th, that's the place to be. Rheingeist starting at noon. I'll see if I can't get down there, be one of the first to to sip this delicious beer, according to, to B. Fox. So I'm excited for that here. Other than that, I, I want to tell you a, a couple things here about the episodes coming up. For the rest of the offseason, we've got some big things coming on here for you. And before that, I want to tell you about our second sponsor of the show, the Bet Stamp app. Delhi Liquor Store came on board first, the Bet Stamp app coming on second. Uh, so I, I think this is uh, an awesome app to use. The Bet Stamp app uh, not only allows you to, to line shop, right? So you can see the best odds across all sports books. Whether you use DraftKings, MGM, FanDuel, what have you, they track all of the odds across all the sports books, so you can make sure that you're betting with the best odds. And what and that's awesome. But my favorite part about this app is that it also tracks your bets in one place. I hate opening apps, different apps to see what my how my bets are doing as I'm maybe I'm betting FC on MGM and I'm. I'm betting the Reds on FanDuel and I'm betting, you know, uh, the Nuggets on DraftKings and I got to flip back and forth to all of them to see, uh, you know, do I need to cash out and and panic or do I just need to to let it ride and, and get updates on all of my bets. BetStamp does that for you. One app so you can track all of your bets in one location. That's what's great about it for me uh so i don't have to keep flipping back and forth so if you're using multiple sports books like i am this might be the thing for you the app is free and be sure to use the referral code go beercats and if you want to learn more about the app like how to use it or how it can benefit you uh, be sure to look for more events coming up in the very near future at the delhi liquor store tap room we're going to do some watch parties and some info sessions on how to to make this app work for you the best. Other than that, starting next week, we are going to start this little tour around the Big 12, uh, getting to know the Big 12, their fan bases, uh, definitely see what makes some of them tick, talk about their traditions, what to expect if we're going to a football or basketball or baseball game or what have you. So, uh, I won't give it too much away. We already have next week's episode uh, locked and loaded. Uh, we, I probably are, am not going to do a Houston and Central Florida episode. I think we have all that we need to know about those two fan bases or lack thereof. So we will, we will be focused on some of our, our newer conference mates in the coming weeks. I hope you guys enjoy that uh, as much as you know, I've had planning it and, and meeting uh, the different guys from around the conference. Other than that, share the podcast, and I'll leave you with this. Cheers. Go Bearcats. <laughs>